I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles with me to Psalm 138. Uh, Today we're going to learn one of the most powerful weapons in the Christian's arsenal. I mean, we know that the Word of God is like a sword. That's a very important, the the most important uh, one that we have, that we we have as a weapon, is the Word of God. But um, today's weapon isn't used all that much is one we need to pull out of the the weapon sack whatever we would call that and and start using it every day of our life and that weapon is praise just like we've experienced here this morning the psalmist says i will praise thee with my whole heart there are thousands of times in the word of god that that the psalmist and the the men of god And the women of God just praise God, praise him. You know, those who study religion have found that um, pagan religions have times of prayer, but they do not have times of praise. They have times of teaching, but never do they have a time of thanksgiving to their God, to their deity. Here is where we who proclaim Christ as our Lord and Savior, this is where we differ from all the other religions of the world because we have a Lord who is worthy of our praise. We have a God who is high and lifted up. And we can sit here today and we can adore him, we can worship him, we can praise him. We have a God who is due our thanksgiving every morning. At noontime, in the evening, there is power in praise. You know, the Bible says that God dwelleth in the praises of his people. So when you praise God, God comes and joins you when you do that. And when he draws near, that's us drawing near to him, and Satan flees. He runs away. The enemy will will vanquish And you can have a time of praise of God. We need more than ever in our lives to become people of praise as well as people of prayer. We should be praising God for God continually blesses us. He doesn't have a casual relationship with you. He has an intimate relationship with you. And we need to be lifting his name up in praise. Everywhere we go, with whomever we're with, we need to praise the Lord. Let's read this psalm from uh, the, the scripture today. And I found some reasons why we should praise the Lord. I'm going to invite you to stand with me as we come to the word of God. We're going to read this psalm, this entire psalm of David. He says, I will give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted, you are exalted above all things. You have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called you, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord. 
For great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly. But the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies. And your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hand. May God bless the reading and the hearing of his word. You may be seated. You know, God has really blessed us here at First Baptist Church. I mean, incredibly blessed us. And I think it's kind of a fulfillment of that last verse, verse 8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose in us. That's what God is doing here in, the, in our midst today. God is fulfilling his purpose for us. It's because of his steadfast love that it, it's being accomplished. It just seems like every week God is doing something wonderful. People are, are getting saved. People are being baptized. People are joining the church. And all we can do is sit back and say, praise the Lord. It's amazing what God is doing. And we, we need to praise him for what he's doing. You know, everywhere you look in the Bible, you're going to find reasons to give God praise. 10,000 reasons that we can find in our day. If we were careful, we could say some things about as we looked into our life, we could find some things to praise the Lord for each and every day. And our text gives us three reasons we ought to praise the Lord. The title of the message is, Let's Just Praise the Lord. Remember that Bill Gaither song? I'd sing it for you, but my wife told me not to. But you know the one how she did not. She, she let me make a fool of myself. She wouldn't care. But you know, you know the song, so I'm going to start every one of our points this way. Let's just praise the Lord for his love. Look back at verse 2. He says, I will give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and for your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. No man has been able to measure the depth of God's love. In fact, that word that he uses there, steadfast love in the ESV, is translated in the King James as loving kindness. This is a covenant word. This is a word that he has covenanted us into his plan, into his purpose, into his family. It, it's a word that, that means more than just love us. He has a loving kindness for us. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Think about that. He loves you with an everlasting love. Can you imagine someone who can love you even though they know you? <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, day after day, they hear the same old jokes and, and, and they still love you. They may groan at your, your jokes now, but she still loves me. I mean, they still love you. So many people think it, 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 it can't be true that someone could love me in an everlasting love. But God can, and God does. God, God can, can love us 
But if you read on into the word of God, you find verses like John chapter 1, verse 12, where God displays his love to us. He said, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Now listen, the word love isn't used there, but that's love. That's love that almighty God would love us so much that he wants to adopt us. He wants to make us his child. The Bible's filled with God's revelation of how much he loves us. And God is to be praised for his loving kindness. We don't deserve it, but God shows us his love anyway. You know, it, it is, it's hard enough to have our family and friends to, to stay with us because they see all of our obvious faults. They, they see our greatest shortcomings, but for the most part, they, they stay by your side. Well, listen, God sees everything. He knows everything you say. He knows everything you do. He knows everything you think. And yet he still loves us. His love is evident every day. Every day. He loads us with benefits, the Bible says. He blesses us. Our, our text verse describes his love as a love of kindness. Again, that's more than love. He has a kindness toward us. His, his love compels him to be kind. We are looked upon with God, by God with, with his love and his grace and his mercy. In other words, he does not give us what we deserve, and he does give us what we do not deserve. He should be praised. For his love and his kindness. Second thing I want you to see this morning is that let's just praise the Lord for his answers to prayer. Let's praise the Lord for his answers to prayer. Verse 3. On the day I called, you answered me, and now my soul has strength. My strength of soul you increase. Uh, we all know Jeremiah 3, 33.3. The, the phone call to God, that's his phone number. He said, call on me and I will answer you. And not only answer you, I'll show you great and mighty things which you know not. That's what God says. You call on me, I will answer you. One of the things that can give us peace is the knowledge that we know that we can call upon God and he hears us every time we do. David here praises God for responding to his needs. And, and we need to imagine this. I'm talking about holy God who does that. I'm talking about the God who sustains our world, sustains this universe. Everything is happening, and he's in control of that. Everything that is living, he sustains it. And then when we call on him, he doesn't say, now wait a minute, I, I need to uh, finish something over here. You know how we do, right? Kids ask us something, wait, let me finish this. God is right there, and, and he listens to us. Let me prove that to you born-again Christians today. Romans 10, 13. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Each and every one of you who know that you have a home in heaven today because you have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, because you've called upon him, you have been redeemed, You've called on him and you have his salvation. That means that he heard you and he answered you. Amen? That's right. Our salvation is a provision, but it must be acquired 
We have to personally ask him to do it. Now, here's the proof. Can you imagine that day that you got saved? It probably was a Sunday for most of us, you know. But imagine whatever day of the week, and you called upon the God, on God, and he went away for the weekend. Can you imagine that? I mean, can you imagine that you called upon God, and he wasn't listening. He was busy somewhere else. But here's what the Word of God says. The Word of God says God's ear never fails. He's always there to hear us, and he responds to us mortal men sinners enemies of God and he hears our prayer and he forgives our sin and bless God he omits no one for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved God is not interested in what we have to offer God, God is not looking at what we are or who we are he's looking at his redemptive plan and he said, whosoever, all can come. That means everybody. He admits no one. And the possibility of salvation comes because God is hearing our prayer. Praise God for his answer to prayer. David praises the Lord for the strength of soul that comes from that answered prayer. But this strength of soul is God's response also. He's the one who strengthens us in our weaknesses. He said, I'm strong where you are weak. So he not only listens to us when we're lost, but born again Christian, he listens to you every day, every time you speak to him, when, all through your, your born again life. When you're having a weakness and you cry out to him, he brings you strength. Thank you for that special this morning. I'll tell you what, that blessed my heart. Scott Hamlin wrote that song. Now, if you don't know who he is, he was back in the uh, 30s, 40s, 50s, somewhere back in that era. And uh, he was a hard-drinking uh, entertainer back in his day. And uh, he got saved under Billy Graham evangelistic program that was going on out in California. A month after he got saved, an actor friend of his, maybe you heard of him, John Wayne, uh, had him over to the house and he says, now, Scott uh, Stewart, I, I understand that you haven't had a drink in 30 days. Now, this guy had been arrested. He'd lo he lost jobs. He lost his family, all from drinking. He said, I heard you haven't had a drink in over 30 days. Is that true? Stewart said, yeah, it, it's true. And John Wayne said, could it really be that you have stopped drinking. I find that hard to believe. And Scott Hamlin st stood there in that living room with John Wayne. He said, yes, it is true. God has given me new strength, and it is no secret what God can do. And John Wayne turned to him and said, now you ought to write that as a song. And Stuart Hamlin went home that day and wrote that song we heard today. Doesn't that make that song all the, all the more powerful? All the more wonderful, it is no secret what God can do. A testimony to God's strength that he gives to those who call upon him in their new life in Christ. God is worthy of our praises because he responds to our needs. He responds to our prayers. He's to be praised for his response to anything that we call upon him for. 
And our Lord has performed many mighty miracles in the Word of God. If you ever get discouraged, in fact, this is biblical. If you ever get discouraged, go back and start reading some of the stories. Read about the creation. God did that by just speaking His Word. All things were created by Him. And then we get into um, like the book of uh, Exodus. And, and we read about Him miraculously delivering this nation of Israel out of Egyptian hands. And as they go through the desert for 40 years, when they cry out to God, he gives them manna from heaven. Even when they complain, he gives them meat. He gives them drink in the desert, water from the rock. He made sure that for 40 years, their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes never wore out. He gave them everything they needed when they cried out to him not only Egypt but uh, an individual the prophet Elijah he did what God had called him to do and he found himself running and uh, the Bible says ravens came to feed him on one occasion actually an angel came and fed him on another occasion see the Lord is going to take care of you he's going to hear your prayer he's going to respond to you our Lord Jesus, he had compassion on the 5,000 that were in the wilderness listening to him. And with just a, a few pieces of bread and fish, he feeds them all. He even tells us in, in the Lord's Prayer, he tells us to pray for our daily necessities. We're to pray and to ask God to, to give us our, our daily needs. All of this is to say that he takes care of us. He answers us when we pray. And we can praise the Lord for his answers to prayer. Finally this morning I want you to know that we should praise the Lord for his reviving. Let's just praise the Lord for his reviving. Down in verse 7 of Psalm 138. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand delivers me that word preserves means give life again it means to lift us up to restore us it means to revive our life the lord will revive you and god is doing that in the midst of his people he's reviving us day after day if we look at this preserve this word that i say is revive it's a word in the context of our text. It's a promise of lifting up after a devastating event that you go through. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You revive me. We have been walking in the midst of trouble for a while now as the church as individuals as families a lot is going on i don't mean just covid that that just seems to go on and on and on but there's been a lot of loss a lot of loss in a lot of ways and we have struggled in fact to say that um 2023 was not the best of years um but god's promise god's promise is that we will have him to strengthen us when we go through those troubles. He will restore us. He will revive us. Revitalize us is the word 
they use nowadays. And that's what God is doing. God is just reviving us, revitalizing us. But we need to do something in that. We need to press on for God. And when we sit back and we say, well, I have no more strength. I can't come to one more meeting. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to tell you, if you cry out to God in that moment, he will revive your spirit. He will bring to remembrance what great things he is doing for you and in you. And he will revive you. This world, this world's going to discourage you at every turn. But the Bible says that the Lord our God is going to encourage you. The world is going to try to take away all your hope. But the word of God gives us hope. The Lord revives hope. The world tries to depress, God will elate. And for these reasons, our God is to be praised, for he is our very life. In this world, that only brings the negative, that only brings death, he wants to come into your life and bring you revival, bring you strength, bring you life. You ever hear that expression, when the world gives you lemons, make lemonade. Here's the good news, Christian. When the world gives you lemons, God's going to show up with the juicer. He's going to have five pounds of sugar, and we're going to make some good lemonade out of that. I've got proof in the, in the word of God for that. When, God, when troubles come and we go through it with God, he's going to be there with us. He'll go with us all the way through the trouble. And, and he'll be on the other side waiting for you to rejoice, to praise him. No matter what you're going through, no matter how bad you may feel, the Bible says the Lord will comfort you, the Lord will revive you. We need to put our trust in him. We need to cry out to him, and he will be there to be our help. For the troubled Christian, when you're going through your problem, just realize that God is making sure it's not going to stay around long. Like that, that verse in the Bible says, and it came to pass. That's exactly, it came, but it came to pass. God is fully aware of what you're going through. He knows exactly what is occurring in your life today. Sometimes you may think that your prayers are just bouncing off the ceiling. They're not getting through to heaven and all. But he already promised that he's going to respond in some way to your prayer. We just have to remember, Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He'll always be with you. He'll go through the problem with you. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord who are called according to his purpose. When you're feeling low, you need to go to Jesus. You need to come to him, ask of him, and he will revive your soul. So let's just praise the Lord today for his reviving. As we come to a time of invitation, I want to challenge you today to be making a list of ways that you need to praise God. It, it starts right here. The alarm goes off and you wake up. Praise the Lord. I mean, there's a time to praise God and, and you ought to do that. As soon as you hear that alarm, you, you start praising him, thanking him. I got a good night's sleep. I got a couple of hours sleep, whatever it might have been. But praise him for that. It, we're telling, I'm telling you, praise is a weapon in our arsenal. 
start praising him because we can get negative really quick, can't we, Christian? Yeah. So let's start in the morning. That alarm goes off, you, you turn it off. You go get into the shower and the water's warm to hot. Praise the Lord, that's good. You go out and you have some breakfast, you know. You get a, a little English muffin or something, you have an egg, whatever it is. Praise the Lord. You have that. Then you get in your car and your car starts. That doesn't happen to everybody. Praise the Lord. You're on your way to work. You got a job. Praise the Lord. I don't like my job. That's okay. Just praise the Lord. He'll make it better. Praise is a weapon in your arsenal. You get home and you have a loving family that, that says, hey, how was your day? Praise the Lord. 10,000 reasons, maybe more, we sang this morning. I say amen to that. There are so many reasons. So I challenge you. Start using praise as a weapon. A weapon against depression, a weapon against the enemy, a weapon against this world. And you're going to see your life revived. I want you to begin to look into your life. Look for ways that you can rejoice in the Lord. Let's just praise the Lord for who he is. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are coming to you because you have given us a wonderful weapon to battle the depression in our life. How, how many times we get down low because we, we just don't see things going the way we want them to do. But we need to turn to you in praise because, God, we have it good. We have it so good, oh God, because you have blessed our lives. Daily, you have loaded us with blessing. Open our eyes to your blessings, to your benefits, so that we can praise you. And God, give us a tongue of praise each and every day. And we'll praise you for that. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have a time of invitation. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, I, I want to have the privilege of introducing you to the greatest person you'll ever meet. He loves you with an everlasting love. If you're here today and you're looking for a home church, we'd love to have you join with us. God, God is really moving, and we want you to be a part of that. So as we stand together and as we sing, whatever God is leading you to do, you come on this first stanza.